0: Hello. Hello hello, hello. 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 Okay. All
1: right. So we just want to welcome you guys out tonight. My name is Callie Duke. If you've never met me before, um, it's good to have you in the house tonight. And I just want to introduce my friend Katie Bizet. Um, we actually were college roommates. We've been friends for how many years now? Uh, fourteen. Fourteen years. Ooh. And. Um, Tonight, we're going to do the first ever live recording of The Woman Podcast. So, when you guys are here to be part
0: Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of The Woman Podcast. My name is Katie Bezet, and today we're super excited because we are doing our first ever live recording of The Woman Podcast, and we're doing it with one of my best friends in the world, Callie Hello.
1: Duke. Say hi,
0: hi, Callie. And I want to welcome my girls. Say hi, girls. Hi. <laughs> So, tonight we are at a sisterhood event at our New Life Church in downtown Little Rock, and Callie has these every so often with her girls. And so, um, tonight we are going to talk about the topic of friendship. Callie and I have been friends for 14 years now, we were college roommates. We have a lot of history that we'll eventually talk about throughout this podcast. But, Callie, before we get started, I would love it if you would just introduce yourself. Tell our listeners about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Yes.
1: yes. Okay. So my name is Callie Duke. Um, my husband Bronson and I, we pastor at the downtown campus of New Life Church. We have been here for what two years? Is that right? Everyone's <laughs> helping me out because I've lost track of time. Um, yeah, we've been here for two years. We're loving it. Um, we have uh, a daughter named mm-hmm. Georgia. She's eight months old. Um, I. Am obsessed with her. If anyone wants to have a thirty-minute conversation with me about how cute she is, she I will is so indulge. Um, yeah, I know. We, that's me.
0: She's the cutest. And you dress her up like Elvis. I did for Halloween. Oh, she
1: was she was Elvis for Halloween. See my Insta for pics. I
0: know, <laughs> so cute. Okay, so when we were talking about doing a live recording, doing the Sisterhood event, um, we landed on the topic of friendship and cultivating deep friendships, and that being a spiritual discipline. And that's something that was really heavy on your heart. It's something that the women of this church are going through this semester with a Bible study, which I'm sure you'll talk about later on. But could you just go ahead and like share with our listeners a little bit more about that? Like, Why has that been on your heart? Why has that been heavy on your heart? Just talk about the friendship aspect. Yeah,
1: I will. So... Friendships aren't just a good idea. It's actually something really necessary that we need as a spiritual discipline. And why do I say that? It's because the enemy hates you, and he hates unity, and he doesn't want you to have a friend. He doesn't. He wants you to feel isolated so that he can lie to mm-hmm. you easier and make you feel like whatever you're going through, you're going through it alone. And um, there will be no one around you to speak wisdom into you, to remind you of the truth, and mm-hmm. um, it's just... I just don't think if you if you don't have good friends around you, you're just not going to grow in your faith. I think you're going to get stagnant. And so that's why I think it's a spiritual discipline. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think, okay. I think it's got to happen. You gotta yeah, have
0: friends. and so we'll get into that more about what that really looks like, how to cultivate that, what it even means for it to be a discipline. Mm-hmm. But before we dive in, I just wanted to touch on a little bit of our history. So mm-hmm. Callie and I met. Like very early on in college. She's you're two years older than me in college? I think so. Or two years apart. Yeah. So I was a freshman coming in, Callie was a sophomore, and there was a Halloween party, and I showed up dressed like a Girl Scout. Yes. And <laughs> Callie was looking at me like, why are you well, here? I wanna say at first, <laughs> none of the rest of us were dressed up. <laughs> So here
1: comes this really cute, like, little Girl Scout girl. And I'm like, who is she? Because she kind of showed up with one of the guys that a bunch of us had a crush on. And I was like, who is this girl? You know, instantly.
0: (laughs) And I'm just naive. I'm like, aren't we all dressing up? She looks adorable. I should have brought the picture. (laughs) I know. So, but Callie and I ended up. Even though we were off to a rocky start (laughs) with the Girl Scout interaction, we ended up becoming really great friends, and we lived together a couple of different years in college and after college. Mm -hmm. We were in one another's weddings, Mm -hmm. and now we are both at New Life Church and pastoring. And so, um, do you remember? I mean, do you have any memories or any thoughts about our friendship? Did we have a picture? I think we might. (laughs) That's us. (laughs) One of the things that I I
1: remembered that was just prevalent in our college days is every party had to have a costume theme like yes. I guess we were like Katie will never show up to a party dressed the only one in a costume again so from there on out we had costume parties and like, Katie could you describe to them okay the yeah listeners what this? so is? if you're
0: not in the room right now and you're just listening on the podcast I'm just telling you you're missing out and I promise we will post this on Instagram somewhere what's but the theme of this night I think it was 80s like prom it was okay. 80s prom for somebody's birthday okay. And so did anyone else like go through a big time dress-up for a party phase? Yes. Still in- just like three of us? <laughs> I know. I right. Also so
1: I have to say that I'm really glad thin eyebrows just aren't a thing anymore. Where are your eyebrows? <laughs> find My eyebrows, I would like to know where they are.
0: They've healed since then. I just want the listener to know I have right. eyebrows now. They've healed. <laughs> Kelly has great eyebrows now, I promise. So, okay. All right, so let's get into this a little bit. Um, Callie, let's talk about... You you gave us a little bit of introduction on friendship and why it's so important, but let's go to the Bible. Yeah. What does the Bible say about community? Can you just expound a little bit? Yeah, I would
1: love to. So something that we always say here at downtown is that God just doesn't call him to call us to himself. He calls us into community. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by that? Um, it means that even introverts need people around them. And Katie and I kind of laughed because we're both introverted. And, um, not only do you need alone (laughs) time, you need people in your life, you know, um, Jesus surrounded himself with disciples and then the Bible even makes it clear that within that he had a few mm-hmm. people that were closest to him. Mm-hmm. He had friends that he walked through mm-hmm. life with and um, you know, pro- in Proverbs there's a big theme of friendship. Like, mm-hmm. you, it's, you just can't miss it in the Bible and Um, you just, I just, I'll say it again, you're not going to grow in life if you're not good at forging and keeping good friendships. Mm -hmm. Like it's just such an important thing. Mm -hmm. And I actually have a scripture that I want to read read to you guys. It's Hebrews 10, (coughs) 24 through 25. And says, discover creative ways to to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion doing beautiful works as expressions of love this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing mm-hmm. because we need each other in fact we should come together even more frequently eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day dawning mm-hmm. and i just think it's so important mm-hmm. it's so important that the bible reminded us hey you might have a habit of not wanting to get together with your friends not wanting to hash out what's going on with you and mm-hmm. and like spurring each other on but just so you know it's very very important to find creative ways to do Mm -hmm. this. Kind of like what we're doing tonight, Mm -hmm. like finding reasons to come together, finding Bible studies to go to. Mm -hmm. um, Because it says in Galatians, we're to carry one another's burdens. Mm -hmm. And um, in doing that, we fulfill the law of Christ. I just think the Bible points to it
0: all the time. Right, right. That's so good. And it's such a good reminder because I think sometimes we live in such a, like Instagram world where things tend to be superficial and it's like, we need the reminder that Friendships are, A, important, they're biblical, and they're intended to be deep, Yeah, you know? And I think sometimes we really stiff arm that idea because it's like, I don't want people to know my mess, but yeah. I feel like one thing that really brought us together early on is like, you know, I think we both came with our own struggles and our own wounds or whatever mm-hmm. you would call it. And I just remember we processed that together. Like. Yeah. We, there was so many times, we lived in college together, we had an apartment, and I remember just like, we processed God together, you know? Mm -hmm. And we we were vulnerable with each other, and so when you, earlier you said explain, I mean, you said that friendship is a discipline, like Mm -hmm. cultivating friendships is a discipline. Can you explain that a little bit more? Because I've never heard anyone say that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think at some points in life, friendships might come easy, And I think that that might be something that we kind of think will happen all the time. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you're in school and you just happen to have a bunch of friends around Mm -hmm. you that you relate to, that you can have good conversations with. And then, you know, maybe a life change happens. Maybe you graduate and you, and right. you go to a different school, or you get a job, or maybe you have a new baby, and all of a sudden, you know, you've left your friend group behind because you can't hang out late mm-hmm. anymore. You have to mm-hmm. be up at 6 every morning, you know? <laughs> Me. <laughs> or um, earlier. Yeah, or maybe, maybe, you know, you get a, new, a job somewhere, and you have to move, and all of a sudden, you had a good community one place, and now you're all alone. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just rely on what you once had. You mm-hmm. always have to be cultivating and, um, and forging new friendships. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Looks you actually so have to work for it. Um, I know for me in my life, there was a time when I looked around and I had had a bunch of friends in high school and I got to college and I was like, oh no, I don't have mm-hmm. any friends. And that was actually one of the most unhealthy times of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, and I prayed for friends and that's when God sent me people like Katie, who I'm still mm-hmm. friends with today. Um, but something that I like to focus on is that we're going to become, our character is going to reflect the the sum total of the five people we hang out with the most. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have people in our life who reflect who we wanna become, they're, mm-hmm. more, they're more Christ-like mm-hmm. than us. They love the word more than us. They, so you know, they have better habits than us. Like I always tell Katie like, um, some of you don't know this about me and in, uh, in the Bible study that we're gonna do this semester, I'll get into it a little bit more in one of the videos, but I used to have an eating disorder which means that I had a really unhealthy relationship with food, and when I decided that I wanted to be set free from that, I had no idea how to be healthy, and like, it was just such a God thing that we got to live together, because Katie (laughs) loves being healthy, like, even something like waking up in the morning and opening up the blinds so the sunlight can come in. I'm like, who does that? Like, that's a health, That's healthy. Um, Take and notes. now, Write that down. now I do. <laughs> now I can't imagine. Like, I just like I, I've learned a lot from her. Just little habits, and I think that we're, we really are. we the sum total of the five people we're around the most. And um, so good. And that's just something that God uses to make us better.
0: Callie and I were weird in college. Like, <laughs> so we. Number one, we lived in downtown Conway, which if you're listening and you're not from the Arkansas area, Conway is a very quaint town. has a cute downtown area, lots of sidewalks, lots of places to ride bikes. And Callie and I really got into bike riding and it'd be like, Strap on your backpack and ride to the local coffee shop. Yeah. Well, then it was like, strap on our backpack and go eat broccoli at yeah. Stoby's. And we would show up at a local restaurant called Stobie's and be like, we'd each like an order of steamed broccoli. And I'm the waitresses not would be like, lying. You want what? <laughs> so I don't know if Callie saying I was healthy was, I'm like, we should have ordered more than broccoli. <laughs> If there's any nutritionist in oh the room no. they're like what's healthy wrong? To me. <laughs> i know i guess it's better than like going to get cupcakes i know i know we thought we were doing a good thing <laughs> i think it was
1: cheap too we didn't have any money it was like two dollars <laughs> it's
0: like doing you want a split of broccoli <laughs>
1: yeah no. but we loved it so
0: much this is why i'm like oh we were weird we loved it so much we called it glory days yeah. and we'd be like I'm really thinking we should have a glory day soon. The weather's going to be great. And so we knew that that meant we're going to ride bikes and go eat broccoli. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it was the great Dr. Seuss that said, you need to find someone who's the same kind of weird as you to be friends with. And that's what we had found.
0: Um, Okay. So one of the questions that I would love to ask is, not that one. Skip it. (laughs) I already asked it (laughs) okay so I mentioned this earlier but in college I really feel like we processed our faith a lot together we talked about God we were both you know I think when you think about your early years like when you're in high school and everybody comes to know the Lord at a different time but for both of us we were raised in the church we kind of um, were underneath our parents faith and then we went to college and it was like okay, time to have our own faith. And so we both reached that point really at the same time where our faith was our own and we were like processing who is God and going to church on our own and just in life groups for the first time. And so why, like the whole idea of processing God with someone, Mm -hmm. can you like go into that a little bit more and explain why it's important?
1: Yes, I would love to. Um, The easiest answer that I have is because you can't believe everything you think. Um, like I said, in the beginning, like we do have an enemy that wants to lie to us. And so, um, I just know, like when we're isolated, we can tend to believe things that aren't true. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you might have a negative thought creep in, but you don't have someone to run it by and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, is this even true? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like does everyone hate me and not want me to come to stuff? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, um, like if you don't have someone to run the lies that you're believing by, then you're probably just going to end up living your life according to those false things that you believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just really sad. Like, I just know so many times, like even this week like i've had to call some of my best friends and say hey i'm really dealing with something mm-hmm. i need some i need you to talk me off mm-hmm. of an emotional proverbial cliff you know what i mean like right. i need some help and um and i'm just so thankful that i have those people because i'd be susceptible to believing things that aren't
0: true right well and one thing that we talked about um just you and i as we were processing through this is i think you said if you are believing your own things about God, but you're not processing them with anyone, you kind Mm -hmm. of develop your own distorted theology. And it's like, like I gave the example to someone recently of, say that you saw someone in your life, like, not be healed, and you were really believing for that. Well, then you start to process, well, why didn't God? Why did that happen? Why this? Why this? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you just decide you don't believe that God does that. Well, then what? It's like, have you just X'd off that side of God, but you haven't told your friends and you have your own distorted theology now, you know? And it's not true. And I think it's really important to be able, I think one thing that is on both mine and Callie's hearts to convey is that it's so important to have people that you're willing to be vulnerable with Mm -hmm. and you're willing to say, hey, I'm really struggling about this whole side of God. Literally don't get this side of him. Literally don't understand how we could give that person grace. Mm -hmm. Literally don't understand how you could heal that person and not heal this person, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I think being able to be vulnerable is so important, and that's where friendships really deepen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. And I just remember, and even to this day, like, I just remember bringing my big questions to my friends. Mm -hmm. Like... Um, to my mentors, yes, but like where I really feel comfortable bringing out that I don't know if I believe this yeah. stuff is to my friends because then they can tell me, yes, I've struggled through that yeah. or um, I don't know what I believe about that either, right. you know, and it's just a safe place to be vulnerable.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, while we're on the topic of vulnerability, mm-hmm. um, something that I did want to bring up is that um, You've got to be able to find someone that you feel comfortable confessing your stuff to. Mm, Yeah, Um, like that's really good. Like if I have, maybe well we're all sinful, right? (laughs) Like if I have something that I'm going through and I haven't, I don't have anybody that I can talk to about Mm -hmm. it, then I might just continue to deal with that thing like forever. Like if Mm -hmm. I have a root of bitterness or if Mm -hmm. I like have have something that. Um, I'm hiding, yeah. you know, and I never bring that to someone, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to deal with that thing mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And because the Bible says um, in James five sixteen, it says, confess your sins to the Lord and you'll be forgiven, but confess your sins to one another and you'll be healed. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why I want to bring that up is because I've seen that happen in my life. Like when I said earlier that I had, had an eating disorder, I dealt with that alone for five years and kept it a big, big secret. And the, the moment that I began to let people in on it was the first time I ever saw the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. for healing mm-hmm. and so like what I kind of learned in the, that you know moment when I started to let people in on my struggles is that I never want to go through another mm-hmm. struggle again and not tell people what I'm dealing with mm-hmm. and so like even now I'm like unwilling like mm-hmm. I'm like if I start having like something that's really weighing me down like oh i got to talk to somebody about this like right. or I'm gonna start acting crazy right you know and I just I don't have any
0: time for that right, <laughs> right. well honestly it's like the longer that you fake it the worse off that you are. I mean, get it out in the open and yeah. be willing. And so I think that's why we wanted to have this conversation today. It's just important to find friends that mm-hmm. you trust and that you really can pour it all out in mm-hmm. front of and be yeah. like, "Hey, I don't know if you're messed up, but I'm kind of messed up." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember a time in in mine and Callie's relationship when we were first becoming friends. We had three. We had t- one other roommate, and we would like sit around in the living room and be like, "Oh." God is so good <laughs> you know and just like we just oh man did you hear that did you read that new devotional it's like we just we were in the honeymoon phase we were in the honeymoon phase no kids not married yeah. yet but yeah. anyways I remember I don't even remember what went down but Callie and our other roommate Lydia were like talking about how much they love God and I was listening and I remember being like I don't think I love God that much <laughs> but, but to the point where I was like I should probably say that. I should probably speak up. And then I'm like, I don't think I love God. That <laughs> she was crying. I remember sobbing. Like, yeah. I remember the exact chair I was sitting in in our living room. And I'm like, weeping. And I'm like, I don't think I love God. But it's like, do you have those friends where if you're going through an existential crisis, they can watch it go down? Yeah. <laughs> and then 14 years later, you're still friends. Yes. I mean, honestly, it's like, I prayed for this and Callie prayed for this and I just believe that that is the kind of friendship that God has for you no matter yeah. what life stage you're in and it's not too late yeah. at any point. If you're like I've never had that, let's let's get it going now. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's keep going. Um one of the questions that I wanted to ask you just to talk about more practical is um what would you say is important to look for in a friend?
1: Yeah, that's a big one. Um so I think we gotta look for people who are gonna spur us along in our spiritual growth. Um, so what that means to me is I'm looking for someone who loves to have a good conversation about Jesus, like and cry about it, um, and cry about <laughs> it, and maybe decide whether or not they love Him. You know, I do. but um, no, like the Bible says that relationships that aren't equally yoked aren't gonna, they're gonna be tough. So you can have those friendships with people who you know don't believe the same as you, and honestly, you should. Those are more of like a outreach friendship you know what I mean like you love that person because you want to show them the love of Jesus Um, but you've got to have people who are on the same page with you um, so that you don't always have to feel like you're the leader you know you need to be able to just kick up on the couch and (laughs) laugh at some really ridiculous memes together you know and just kind of be on the same page that's mine and Katie's favorite pastime in case you didn't catch that when we were like totally brain dead we're like Sitting by each other on the couch with both of our phones out, scrolling through the same memes and just laughing. Like, did you see that one? Yeah, I saw that one. It's so true. Yeah, shout out Rebecca Rockinoss for know. some fire memes from Faith. <laughs> yeah, no. So you definitely need to be able to have a conversation mm-hmm. about your faith. You're mm-hmm. looking for someone who knows how to do that mm-hmm. um, because it's healthy. You need to verbally process what you believe. Mm-hmm. And then um, the second thing that I would say is you need friends that care more about your long-term holiness than your short-term happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are very few people in your life who are gonna say that last 10% that everybody's thinking but doesn't say, right? Um, But Proverbs 27, 6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend and profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Mm -hmm. And so if a friend is willing to put their arm around you and lovingly say, hey, I see this. Mm-hmm. I love you. You're headed for a cliff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand in the way and not let that happen. Mm-hmm. That is a person that you hang on to for a life mm-hmm. because you're going to appreciate that so much later. It might hurt in the moment mm-hmm. and you might think, Ugh, how dare they like insult me. But then if you're really honest and you try to put your pride to the side and see if the Holy Spirit can speak to you on that. Right you might find some truth in that feedback. (laughs) Like, um, feedback is always good, Uh you know, especially if it's coming from one of your best friends, they're looking out for you. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, and if you've got someone who's constantly picking you apart with no grace in it, that person's probably not your friend. Mm -hmm. Like, you're looking for someone who's telling you the truth in Mm -hmm. love, um, but if the love is absent from Mm -hmm. the equation and you're just letting them pick you apart all the time, Mm -hmm. I just want to set you free. You do not have to... listen to that. right? Find someone who loves you to tell you the truth, not someone who doesn't love you and just wants to tell you the truth.
0: One thing my (coughs) sister-in-law Haley and I were talking about today is just when you mentioned feedback, just the importance of um, saying to your friends, like, hey, I want you to speak into my life. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time people don't feel that freedom to be like, hey, you're kind (laughs) of (laughs) crazy. You know, but if you say, hey, I know I'm not perfect, and I'd love it if you could like, if you ever see me doing anything weird, if I ever talk too much in a yeah. small group, if yeah. I ever have salad in my teeth, yes. like all those things, but in all seriousness, like be- being the type of friend that honestly wants feedback and saying, hey, you, we have that now. Like I want you to feel, will- feel free to speak into my life. Right. It's so important.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's everything. And then the last thing that I would say that I'm looking for in a good friend is people that are going to cheer me on in my seasons of strength, but people who are going to embrace me in my ugly times. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we all have those moments where we just need to kind of say the crazy things that we're thinking, cry. Like we all go through, there's been people in this room who have walked through a loss of, loss of a loved one. You don't need advice in that moment. Mm-hmm. You like need someone who's going to sit there with you in your pain. Mm-hmm. It's called the power of presence. It's someone who's just willing to be in mm-hmm. that moment with you. And I would just encourage everyone in this room, that's another reason why it's dis- it's a disciplinary thing. It's really hard to be that friend. Mm-hmm. Like when someone is walking through something extremely painful, and you have to sit there with no solution in it with them because we're fix-it people. We just want to fix it. That's not always loving. And, um, and a good friend is someone who loves at all times, mm-hmm. and um, that's what the Bible says. It says mm-hmm. in Proverbs 17:17, 17, 17, a friend loves at all times, and a brother or sister is born for adversity. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what we're looking for. We're just looking for people who cheer us on and people who are willing to be with mm-hmm. us
0: in our times of sorrow. Mm-hmm. So... I love what you said about the power of presence, because that's really hard. (laughs) It's hard to just sit with someone and not offer something besides just, hey, I'm here. Mm -hmm. That's so important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, we actually asked some of the girls of DLR if they could ask any question on the topic of friendship, what would it be? And you guys sent, a few of you sent some in, and one of them was, how do you guard your heart against offense in friendships? And then the other one was, how do you support a friend in a time of struggle and avoid the temptation of gossip? And so, yeah. do you have any thoughts? I do, I do. I
1: have, I have, it's the same thought and it can answer both questions. Um, in the Christian world, we have something called being in the flesh, like you've heard it, like oh, I'm in my fle- I'm really in my flesh right now. Somebody come help! I'm about to take my hoops off. I'm in my flesh, you know. Um, but what that really just means is my emotions are getting out in front and directing my my will. Like mm-hmm. my emotions are deciding what I'm gonna do right now. And so maybe you're you're in a friendship and someone has offended you, um, you know. And and your emotions are, you're all up in your feels Mm -hmm. or, you know, you're, you're in a conversation with a friend who is struggling and, and the temptation to gossip is there Mm -hmm. again. Here come your emotions. You're like, well, no, she didn't. And you Mm -hmm. just want to jump on that bandwagon and, and go there. Mm -hmm. Um, We're Christ followers and Mm -hmm. we're held to a different standard. So even in these relationships, which all relationships are the same, you're going to encounter conflict in a marriage, in a friendship, in a family, mm-hmm. you're gonna encounter conflict. And because, mm-hmm. because we're Christ followers, we're called to handle it with a different standard. Mm-hmm. And so um, my challenge would be, don't lead with your emotions. Right. Submit your emotions and bring them to the cross, just like every other thing mm-hmm. in your life, and submit them under the will of the Holy Spirit and ask Him how you should respond mm-hmm. in that moment. And if you still can't muster the strength to not, like, dive at it, then I would say phone a friend. Because, once again, you might be thinking something absolutely (coughs) crazy, absolutely Mm -hmm. false, or maybe even worse, you're right. And you are justified. And you could go and do something you would regret later. You Mm -hmm. need someone, again, to talk you Mm -hmm. off of that cliff. Um, And I'm thankful I have those people in my life. You need those people in your life. But that's what I would say Mm -hmm. is... We're Christ followers, and we're called to submit mm-hmm. everything to the mm-hmm. to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And because we have the Holy Spirit, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, we have the power within us to do that.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And also, um, by the time this podcast releases, I just want to say for all the listeners that we have a podcast coming up that you should definitely look for, and it's about how to basically have conflict in friendships, how to mm-hmm. resolve conflict, how to deal with issues in friendships, and not be the friend that just runs away every time there's an issue, Mm -hmm. and so that one's gonna dive really deep into that topic. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be with Ashley Kimbrough, and so look for that. It's gonna be coming up soon. I'm so
1: pumped. I know,
0: she's amazing, so that's gonna be really good. Okay, so last question, and I just wanna get super practical. For the girl or the woman who is listening right now who wants to take the next step in cultivating deep friendships, what would you tell her?
1: Yes. Okay, so for me the first step was prayer. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the first step for you too, Mm -hmm. like kind of taking an evaluation of like, do I have these friendships? Do I have people in my life that I can be vulnerable with, that I can process God with, Mm -hmm. that will top me off of a cliff if I'm acting crazy? Like, do I have these people? And if you don't have them, step one is pray. Mm -hmm. Pray and the Lord is faithful to answer this question Mm -hmm. to answer this prayer in people's Mm -hmm. lives. I've seen it time and time again. Um, but another really simple and, and, and more tangible thing that you can do is join a life group um, and I think New life makes it so easy for people because we're literally built. Our church is not a small, a group, a church of small groups. We are a small group driven church. Right. Like you are going to be part, you're going to be encouraged to be part of a small group and do life with people mm-hmm. if you're in this church. And so what I would encourage everyone listening to do is to go back to your campus, wherever it is that you call home, your home church, and find out what, is going on for sisterhood or whatever woman Mm -hmm. night or whatever Mm -hmm. you can do to get around the women of your church and find those friends god is going to lead you to them Mm -hmm. like he is going to put those people in your path and the other thing i would say is if it doesn't happen automatically please don't give up because if you do give up you're going to miss out Mm -hmm. um or if you like set your sights on a friend, and you're like, I want that friend, and for some reason, you know, for some reason, whatever, maybe you don't click, maybe it's like a schedule thing, maybe it just didn't, for whatever reason, like, God has friends for you that have time for you, they have, God has friends for you that want to hang out with you, God has friends with you that want to go ride bikes, or eat broccoli, or whatever, Um, So don't give up
0: after one try. Okay, Callie, thank you so much for being here today. It was so awesome to talk to you about friendships. And I would just love it if you could close us out and pray for the ladies who are listening specifically um, about the topic of friendship.
1: Could you do that? I would love to pray. Heavenly Father, we just love you. And I just thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for every single person under the sound of my voice right now. I pray for anyone if they are listening to this topic tonight and thinking, I'm just so lonely. I don't even know where to start. Holy Spirit, would you just be the peace that comes to let them know that you are the one, you are the provider, you are the one that when they ask... um, for friends, you're the one who goes into motion and starts setting things in their path that can bring them bring them those friends. And Lord, I just pray that um, the women that get involved in life groups this semester find that, that they would find that one friend that they connect with, that they can be vulnerable with, that they can process you with, that, that just draws them into that relationship with you um, and with with one another, Lord. So I just trust you. I thank you that um, prayer is powerful and that these women who need this are gonna go home and ask you for this tonight, Lord. And on faith, they're gonna receive it. And so um, I just pray for strong friendships in, um, in our church and and in sisterhood and just um, well, we know that you're a good God and you wanna do that for us. So we trust you in Jesus' name I pray.
0: Amen. 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 Well, ladies, thank you for listening to another episode of The Woman Podcast. Like always, we'd love it if you would stay connected. We have Instagram, Woman Conference, um, and also a Facebook page where you can stay connected. And make sure you like and subscribe and do all those things. Leave a review. That's right. (laughs) And we'll see you back soon. Bye.